ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Imagine finding out you're on another country's wanted list. Well, Russian investigative reporters have discovered and leaked a database from the Kremlin's Internal Affairs Ministry. And among the nearly 100,000 names are a slew of politicians and lawmakers and civil servants from Baltic states, including Estonia's Prime Minister, Kaya Kalas. And that makes the Estonian Prime Minister a strong backer of Ukraine, the first known head of government to be sought by Moscow. Margus Sakna is Estonia's Foreign Minister and our guest. Foreign Minister, welcome. Good morning and uh, good evening from Estonia. (laughs) Thank you. Why is your Prime Minister on Russia's secret wanted list? There is uh, nothing... Uh, surprising uh, for us, of course, uh, but uh, Estonia has been one of the leading uh, country uh, uh, about the Russian aggression against Ukraine, and and also we have put many initiatives uh, on the table to uh, fight against this uh, aggression. And we are the neighboring country, and of course uh, Russia tries to scare us, and we but we are not scared in the meaning of of we know what Russia plans, uh, but we are continuing what we have planned. And the most important is uh, that we will support uh, Ukraine all together to win the war, to push Russia back, and also to put uh, Putin pay the highest price. I mean, uh, to pay for the aggression, also for the damages. And uh, maybe that's the, that's the good sign, actually. We have done a great job. Do you see this as an attempt to silence her over Estonia's strong support for Ukraine? Exactly, but of course, these official uh, official reasons—they're uh, not seriously taken. That actually, we are not sharing the same values or the same history what Russia is publishing right now. But uh, definitely, our prime minister, all together with the Estonian government, the Estonian people, we have done a lot, and we have been very straightforward about uh, uh, saying loudly what we have to do and condemning everything what uh, Putin is doing. And be honest. Uh, this is a full-scale uh, war in Europe. Uh, there is more than 20,000 uh, children deported. Uh, I'm not talking only about the, the war situation and, 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 and occupation, what is going on there. And we are also uh, dealing, uh, uh, we are the first country in Europe, actually, uh, in a parliament uh, with a law draft, uh, how to use the Russian frozen assets, the public assets, uh, the government assets, but also the oligarchs' assets. And I'm dealing with as a foreign minister, so we know exactly that uh, uh, Russians, they don't like it at all. So I think that this is like the reaction for that. But of course, we have to take it seriously as well. It is not a joke because Russia is an aggressive country. And uh, we know the stories that they can seek as well uh, personnel globally if they want. So we are taking it seriously, but we don't change anything. That's that's a really interesting observation, um, not changing your policy, but also taking it seriously. When you say taking it seriously, what does that mean? What, what, what are you going to do? Uh, we are not going to change anything, but we are following carefully because, uh, be honest, uh, it was the official announcement uh, from the Russian side, uh, repressive uh, organisations, uh, which has actually caught people, which has maybe even killed people, uh, not only in Russia, but outside of Russia. But uh, we change nothing with our policies. Uh, 
but uh, from the history as well, we know uh, how does it feel when your statesmen or or your prime ministers were uh, kidnapped or, or or deported or even killed uh, during the Soviet occupation. So we are the neighboring country of Russia. We have been living here a long time and nothing good is coming from East. So this is not a fear, but this is just our lifestyle. Sorry to say about that. Mm. You share, of course, a border with Russia, a country waging this war of aggression against Ukraine. Do you feel there's a threat to Estonia and other Baltic countries too? We have been feeling it already uh, the last 20 years when uh, when Putin has been uh, president of Russia. And uh, we were very loud when uh, Russia invaded uh, Georgia in 2008, when Russia invaded Ukraine first time in 2014. And we called everybody up as well as a democratic world to react on that. But uh, unfortunately, the reactions were too uh, lazy. So we see the continuous of that uh, aggression now with a full-scale war in Ukraine. And the uh, good thing is that the democratic world uh, has been waking up in the meaning of uh, understanding that this, this is reality. So uh, when I was defense minister 2016-17, we saw uh, the other side of the border uh, of the Baltic states, around uh, 120,000 troops ready to go within 48 hours. And it was a normal situation, so-called. Even the red flags uh, were risen in the meaning of readiness. But now. These troops mainly are gone. They have been sent to Ukraine and they are not literally existing. So the capabilities, uh, military capabilities, the other side of the of the, the border now, they are not so high anymore. But of course, our intelligence and international knowledge uh, says as well that Russia has a capability to increase these military uh, capabilities during the next maybe three, four years. So we must be prepared. The thing is that... Uh, and now the Putin is a war head, in the meaning that uh, he's a warlord. He cannot stop. So we have to fight together with Ukrainians against Putin's aggression now in Ukraine and to finish this war, not to wait the next aggression in Europe. Your position is that Ukraine needs to receive a clear message about becoming a member at the upcoming NATO summit in Washington. Why do you say that's so important? We have said very clearly that uh, Ukraine's place uh, and truthful place is in NATO and also in European Union. And happily, the European Union decided to start the official negotiation process uh, just before the last uh, Christmas. But also the membership of uh, NATO means uh, as well that the only working security guarantee in our region is the membership of NATO. So-called grey areas or the neutrality policy, it doesn't work. It's like the the, the green light for Putin to, to move in. And uh, as well, we are happy that our friends, uh, Finland, uh, Finnish people, and also the Sweden, uh, who was uh, neutral more than 200 years, they, they decided to join NATO because we all feel that uh, Russia will remain an aggressive country and NATO is the only working security guarantee which works. In your foreign policy report this week, you said the wars in Ukraine and Gaza demonstrate that our way of life and the principles that underpin democratic society and our own independence need special care, attention and protection. Do you see a link between what's happening in Eastern Europe and the Middle East? Of course, these conflicts are uh, separated and the conflict in Gaza is already decades long. 
but uh, all these conflicts are connected in the meaning of attention, but also everything what is messing up our attention and also our resources, uh, uh, gaining uh, the Putin's interests. So, uh, and there is a truth that, uh, that Putin has been connected or funding the Hamas as a terroristic organization and so on. But what I wanted to say as well, we have this concept, a new concept that we have to fit for freedom. So freedom is not granted. We have to stay for these values. We have to fight for this. And we have to really care for everybody's freedom, not only countries, but also the, 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 the people in the meaning globally. And the world is much more divided today and will be even more divided after this uh, war. Hopefully Ukraine will win. And we have to... Uh, very clearly understand that where is democratical part? Where where is the part of the world which freedom is really really important? And where are the part? Where is the part uh, when uh, there is a great problems with with personal freedoms, democracy? So this is a fight for values. This is a fight for lifestyle in in a very very straightforward uh, meanings. So we have to understand it's not granted, and we in Estonia know it very well. We were occupied more than 50 years. We lost. Uh, one fourth of our population uh, through uh, deportations, killings, and, and refugees. So all it happens again in 21st century in Europe. So there is nothing new, but we must be just uh, uh, more active, and we have to know uh, that history is, is returning. It's been uh, lovely to talk to you this morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Margus Sakna is Estonia's foreign minister, and you're listening to Breakfast. <laughs> Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.